Welcome to the Travelling Senorita. This is episode number 36, committed to a weekly audio storytelling around the globe. I do say around the globe because I get to go to fantastic places and whenever I go somewhere, I just dig deeper for the story and everybody has a story. Right now, we're all in ISO. It'll be a time that we remember. It is 2020 and it is April and it's some sort of uh, pandemic going on and uh, I'm still finding stories. So today I've uh, phoned into the Gold Coast across the border into Queensland. The border is currently closed um, from New South Wales and Queensland, but I've managed to use digital technology to find my old friend, Claudio Curac. Hello, Claudio. How are you going? Oh. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, you're always a gentleman, aren't you, and a scholar? Look at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have a laugh, you and I. So we worked out that we've known each other for about 17 or so years since I've arrived on the Gold Coast, because uh, I was looking for creatives and digging deeper, and there you were. But I really got to know you a bit later on um, around the Miami Marquetta days. But before that, I want to know about Claudio as a young boy because he is somebody that grew up on the Gold Coast and has always believed the Gold Coast is not a cultural desert. He has had challenges as an artist, um, but he um, is somebody that is stuck by it. There we go. You're stuck by the Goldie, mate. What are you doing? Are you making a cup of tea? Because all this is coming through on my audio. <laughs> I'm no. gonna, I'm gonna ISO you in a minute. You're gonna sit down, young man. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to plug my phone in there. Oh yeah, because of the old battery. Nice. Um, so. Oh man. No, no. Here we go, Claudio. Let's stick with that. You've all, you've never given up on the Gold Coast, and you've always believed in the Gold Coast. Tell me why that is. Did you grow up on the Gold Coast? Uh, I came in at a very young age. Yeah, so I was born in Queanbeyan slash Canberra. Um, moved to Coffs Harbour. Um, moved to the Gold Coast yet yeah, when I was about eight years old or so, nine. So yeah, been here for quite a long time, and just I was always drawn to the ocean. So um, yeah, I like to sort of live live near the sea, and I think my dad did as well back then. And he was a builder, and he just sort of kept building and moving houses um, around the place. So then we settled here, um, and then I just sort of kept going yeah that was it I'm, I'm i'm still in the very similar neighborhood much to this may maybe of some people or for the or, no or, really no sure. way everybody <laughs> loves claudio um so so did you grow up um on the coast sort of in what mermaid that sort of area where you are now yeah we were um one of the first houses in Rabina, so old school Rabina. um and then we were i've been in mermaid waters mermaid beach um ever since yet yeah. I heard something really funny the other day. I was watching um, News 24 on ABC, and it must have been a southerner. It has to be someone from Victoria. I can't think of the um, host name, but he said, because the new host is from Brisbane, and he said something. She said Miami, and he goes, what, in, in America? And she said, no, Miami on the Gold Coast. He goes, there's not a Miami on the Gold Coast. And I'm like, oh, my God, the poor old Goldie. It's like, how do you not know as a newsreader for a national um, show that there's a Miami on the Gold Coast. I know, right, mate? Come on. But that's kind of interesting, <laughs> isn't it, if we talk about that for a second, because it's the brand of the Gold Coast that I think you've always truly understood what it means. Yeah, well, uh, it revolves around a lot of the work I do within design and, and art, and contemporary art, etc. But it's, um, yeah, it's a, a fabric there that's kind of that we, you know, like to be taken seriously. Um, and not compared as well to other Australian cities because we've got our own our own um, story, you know, and our own flavour being sort of a coastal holiday town from way back. Um, but I think that, yeah, 
growing up here and sort of seeing seeing it through some changes and as well as booming in you know suburbs and construction and all this but there's still this this cheekiness this underlayer I think as well that has to live on in some way which being the the seaside coastal town or Hawaiiana Pacific sort of style is um is the Gold Coast's um DNA you know it's really kind of its its signature as well so I used to visit there from um Melbourne, you know, for not for schoolies because it wasn't around. I'm too old for that. But we used to go up there yeah. and have famous for fun. We used to go and hang out and have fun and go to Bombay Rock and Playroom and all those places. But what was it? Um, it just seemed like this uber bloody entertaining fun place to hang out by the beach for me. But then I would yeah. go home. So what what does it feel like as a young boy growing up on the Gold Coast? Did it feel action-packed or did it feel transient or did you feel like it was home? It felt like... Um... I don't know. There's still like a lot of lot of adventure and a lot of out, outdoors, constantly. And then there was opportunity. So every, you know, every decade it would change like a little bit more. There'd be new things that'd be built, and it was quite fun, you know, as well as a kid because I really enjoyed going to theme parks and things like that. Because you're from out of town, and it's pretty special as as being a youngster. So I sort of really associated it with that. And then Expo '88 and all that sort of ah, stuff was amazing. Yeah, that's Brisbane. Busy, and, yeah, right. Yeah, it was just just an, an, an innocence and like a discovery and adventure um, and then it just went on to being like you know you can do whatever you want here to sort of make who you, who you want to be which is where the arts and culture scene here has come along so far as well is that there's such good opportunities for the people it's a good blank canvas that people can come here and, and really kind of um, tap into what they do and and work within the the, the landscape so I guess that's an interesting point. The arts and culture has grown, but when you were younger and you'd finished school, yep. um, was it a sort of a natural progression to find the industry was surf and tourism, right? They were the yep. industries, and maybe construction as well. I would give that. But you um, you decided to go into the surf industry. Was that a natural progression? Yes, because it was always excited me. I loved skateboarding growing up, BMX and surfing. Those sort of um, I don't want to call them extreme sports, but yeah, um, board sports and, and kind of, you know, connection to nature and just sort of the, a solo thing. I wasn't really into big team sports much. Played a bit of soccer when I was little. I was never very good at it. I just got forced to do it by my dad. <laughs> but, um, I did kind of enjoy it, but I pretty much more enjoyed the other sports, the, the solo um, things like, yeah, skateboarding and things that you can come together as a as a sort of a tribe mentality really and and share that experience um but it's pretty much for your own enjoyment was so that, yeah i really love love that growing up was that down at pizzy park oh yeah lots of pizzy park Classic. lots and lots so lots we, of pizzy we park. would share a beautiful our beautiful friend uh, rome torty the late rome torty you would have been hanging out with rome yep uh more after sort of I got out of skateboarding a bit, but yeah, definitely through connections, and yeah, always, always around, and definitely the people that Rome yeah. uh, shot a lot of, lot of photos of, and a lot of crew that Beautiful. we all hang out with. There's yes. definitely like degrees of separation are like, yeah, it's, it's I crazy. It. I love it. So there's that kind of really organic, artistic surfing nature. You know, it sort of paints a picture of um, a young a young boy or girl on the Gold Coast and what they would grow up to be. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it was super yeah. down super down to earth. I mean, we got lost, I say we, because I've been here 17 years, but I've always had a love of the Goldie. Um, but it, I think it got lost in its brand somewhere, and I, I could be wrong, around the 90s or something. 
Do you, do you reckon it kind of lost its way a little bit from that retro kind of organic nature, or do you think it always kept it going? Oh, no, I would say that, yeah, and that, that comes with sort of being, um, what's it called, like things being knocked down and all this sort of stuff oh, and remo- removing some of that that face, that, that DNA, um, mm. you know, we sort of hang on, hang on to a bit of... Um, uh, retro and nostalgia, sort of, just so it is. But yeah, it's definitely from seventies to eighties to you know that sort of thing. Nineties, everyone went maybe through a bit of a um, a um, crisis, identification ID crisis in the nineties. Yeah, absolutely. Like that too, so. Is that when you worked on a? Um, I think this is incoming. Incoming when I met you. So I was working on Swell Sculpture Festival, which was kind of unusual for the Goldie to have this big outdoor. Um, art installation festival they hadn't really had anything like that that I knew of I actually thought they might have I wish they bloody did because I would have read the would have read the memo a bit better because it was just it grew grew so fast so quick because there was such a need for it but but your name came to me then so this is going back uh, early 2000 as a street artist somebody that really knows how to do large-scale installation placemaking stuff yeah. Uh, but you were working on, help me out here, what was that, All Things Are Gold? Gold, what was that? Under Gold. Yeah, what yeah. was that? What was that? Was that a little bit about what you were just saying then, capturing the retro? Um, not so much. I think it would have been a bit more about definitely street culture and, and our um, affinity and sort of drawing us towards um, global trends as well, you know, uh-huh. within other cities like New York, Paris and London, Tokyo, all that sort of stuff, and oh. bringing that sort of big city vibe to the Gold Coast. Because yep. we just wanted to, because a lot of us were travelling still at that time, and for inspiration and arts and all the rest. So it's sort of, yeah, that was a bit more of an arts collective of doing doing things out outside of ours to try and make our own bit of a bit of a dent or a bit of a scene here, really. Because you were um, all employed in the in the surf industry, so you all had good jobs. Yes, um, or yep. you were working with brands as well, like Bond Zipper and what have you. Um, and you were working for Billabong. How long, yep. how long did you work for Billabong for? I was at Billabong 13 years. So was that one of your first jobs out, out of school? Um, no, I went a few years kind of in between working with my dad, working on building because um, he wanted me to sort of do a lot of that as well. But I was always drawn to the arts, so it was a bit, bit, bit tough. I would have been on what you call maybe the job seeker or job keeper back then. <laughs> <laughs> And so, how did you? What was the job that you got at Billabong, and how did that come about? Um, I was always really good at drawing, and I went and did a design course. Uh, and through that design course, um, I learnt lots of new skills. So, with digital applications, and then I did work experience at Billabong placement. And then another year went by, and then I um, kept knocking on the door. And then yeah, I got a job there in 1999. Wow. Um, so yeah, and then I was there for 13 years, which was just a fantastic career and it's such a good time. Met so many amazing people and travelled the world, and yeah, it was it was epic. Yeah. That's that's a good innings too, mate. And you were there at the I reckon you were there at the um, I've been in and around the surf industry all my life, pretty much, and I reckon you were there at the prime time. Totally, yeah. Through yeah, through the float and through all that sort of stuff and public company and. Just, yeah. Were you working for my dear friend uh, Derek O'Neill? Yeah, at, at one stage, yep. Yeah, right. Amazing. Um, I, he I, I, he was Europe and then he was, um, yeah. he, he came over as CEO. Yeah, it was awesome. I've been threatening to do a, um, I've been in contact with him and Nikki a fair bit over in Hosigor in France. I've been threatening to do a podcast with him, but he hasn't answered, he hasn't answered my email. I'm like, come on, mate, you've got a great story. 
Oh, mate, he's as bad as me. It's taken you ages to get me on here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, actually, he's he's nearly as bad as you, but not quite. No, you're good, buddy. You're good. So let's go from Billabong. So that's where you get. I love, I actually really understand that bit where you say the global trends bringing them back to the coast. So you guys were all traveling and you were seeing all this funky art and stuff, and you were like, right, okay, how can we make a stamp on the Goldie? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So it's pretty much. Um, doing our own underground art shows, making our own works, you know, screen printing some some pieces onto wood and, like, T-shirts and other things and just really awesome. And then combining that with music, underground music and culture, whether it be punk music or hip-hop music, um, that was sort of like this binding that we had as, as a crew, um, which is fantastic. And it was just really fun. So it's really those... It's the weekend warriors and the after hours stuff that really helped to define... Um, who I was becoming as an artist. And you know what, mate? I can see that that's a real paradigm shift because for some reason I was thinking about the retro with you and I'm sure there's a connection there too when all the old buildings got ripped down and the Miami ice and what have you. I know that you've done work around that stuff, but I can see where the contemporary street art side comes in from you it's from it's from your days in surf in the surf industry and traveling and, and watching and seeing and growing. Yeah and then prior to that even through teenage years, doing um, lots of aerosol art, if you want to call it, graffiti oh, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or street street art. Yeah. Um, we, had, we had a wall at our place in um, yeah. Mermaid Waters here on the back of our garage and, and we would constantly be working on it on weekends. It'd be fun. That was during high school time, which was just fantastic. And then the old Magic Mountain um, got derelict and then it turned into um, apartments as we know now. But it went through a good few years there where it just stood derelict and there was like a, almost a public gallery of sorts of people that came from all around Australia actually plus mainly Brisbane and things like that and Gold Coast that would do these insane pieces and murals um, just for you know street cred really nothing just because you you had to do it um, and you wanted to do it. The old site of the Magic Mountain. Yeah I've got heaps of photos and heaps of that sort of stuff. Have you had an exhibition of that stuff? Um, I've shown a bit of it yeah I did um a project called Something Concrete for Bleach Festival at Dust Temple. I think it was year 20, 2015, maybe. Yeah, and I documented a lot of old um, skate parks that used to be skate parks and now they're filled in with, you know, earth and um, things like that. And then when Pacific Fair got kind of um, changed over and all that sort of stuff, I did a, a bit of work around the Pacific Fair and having that, that fun of the fair and then turning it into kind of the um, modern resort that it is now um, and I did show some works here, some photos here from Magic Mountain and things like that. So when you drive up and down the coast and you go surfing and, and hang out, do you just have this, you know how people when they return to where they grew up, because not everyone lives where they grew up, but do you get this, that feeling that you get, that warm feeling like well, every day? Because I know when I go back to the Mornington Peninsula where I grew up, I get a real sense of nostalgia, nostalgia yep. you know, do you, do you sort of have that? quite often pretty much daily <laughs> Wow! Yeah. it's um yeah it is because i'm sort of still in the same areas and and um you know know the coast back to front inside out and it's such an amazing place that um yeah there's just things that you kind of can relate to or you do drive-bys of your old neighborhood and all that sort of stuff and you know it's kind of things are still there things change you remember things but you don't hang on to it too much because you've got to keep pushing forward and and making new things um, but don't hang on to that nostalgia too much but it's really nice to tap into and and have there as a feeling 
I think maybe that's one of your real strengths is because you when I first met you you definitely had that connect, contemporary edge to you because you were doing street art and yeah. it's like because you know I'd come out of Melbourne as well and I was like oh there, there is some cool street artists up here and it was underground yeah. as you said um, not saying that Melbourne owns street art but it just started to really activate the laneways um, definitely. And, and I noticed like you know there was this little bubbling it was you guys bubbling away uh, but do you think um, do you think your ability to move forward and be and contemporize if you like do you think that's one of the qualities that you bring to the gold coast and you don't get stuck in that old way i hope so yeah because there's so much good stuff going on now and you can revisit some of those stories or, or frame it in a new way that um is for the now really yeah and i guess that's actually because when i said that then it sounds as though the old way wasn't the right way that's not my point the the old way was is, is retro and amazing how do you how that's a real art to tie in your old school retro upbringing with your contemporary knowings how do you do that um just by you know documenting constantly documenting and then revisiting old stuff and i always look for old clippings or old books or things on the gold coast as well and, and um get that element of nostalgia and and that innocence and that fun and that cheekiness um, and then just yeah, try and frame it up for today's um, politically correct world. So do you think that would come in a way of like, say if you took an old photo from growing up at Pizzy Park or I don't know, I'm loving the visual that you've just given me on Magic Mountain at the center. Yeah. So you've got photos of that. Would you revisit that photo and, and do something with that? Not so much because it was sort of a, 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 mo a moment in time. I think that it, that that is. Um, might use it for some documentation and some display kind of thing but to revisit those old ideas um not so much because there's always new ideas and i'm constantly forging forward wow that's interesting so describe your art to me what does your as an artist what does claudio's art look like um abstract yeah. <laughs> contemporary emotions um all those sort of things i paint a lot and i draw a lot at the moment uh, we run a studio here in Mermaid Beach, at artwork agency, which is um, a design studio, so um, branding, photography, art and design um, across a lot of different sectors. So I run that as well with, with a team, which is fantastic, and I'm the creative director. So it's um, having that at the forefront and then also constantly working on my arts practice, which then is the painting and drawing, some installation work and um, site-specific work such as murals and, and activations and those sort of things. Right, so, so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Placemaking, no, landmarking. You like to landmark an area, I guess, with art. Is that right? Yeah, and you can call it placemaking because then it, it then forms that place and then also forms community around that place uh, and the things that happen. That's everything from coffee shops to restaurants to um, people running their own fashion and doing doing what they do. Um, that all then forms the sense of community, which I think is really strong here on the Gold Coast and there's a lot of collaborative aspects that go on, um, which is really exciting. So it's, um, and it's really then tapping into some of that DNA that we have here to sort of, um, to push that forward. Well, it's interesting because when I started the, um, I came up 17 years ago and then started the Swell Sculpture Festival with a group of people and um, it was it was really an idea that I, I someone else's idea I just reimagined sculpture by the sea in Sydney 
and thought, look, this is an amazing area to put, you know, large-scale installations out on the beach. It was literally taking the gallery to the beach. That's all the idea is. It's from Prague, it's from wherever. Nobody owns it. It's a very simple concept. But I guess what I didn't realise is that, you know, the cultural desert and the stuff that I'd heard down south, um, some of the people, some of the powers that be, Claudia, at the time in council, were quite stuck on sports. They weren't. So when I went to visit them for a, for a grant to run this yeah. outdoor community festival, they they were very. Um, I had to really educate them <laughs> into what the hell I was doing and and ple- and almost beg them for funding. And it kept, the funding came from Cromina. The first person put the hand in their pocket was Cromina. <coughs> Cromina herself. Yeah. So and then the council came forward. But at that time, it was very sports orientated. So. You must have felt that as an artist back then. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, you know, there's the different forms of investment, you know, over the past 10 years at least, some philanthropic, but definitely um, inputs from the city, which is fantastic. And there's so many options for artists now and, like, funding you can go for and really to make work of place and make work around the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it definitely changed a lot from being that, that sporting angle. Yeah, to being cultural. And do you know what's important about that? Because we used to bang on about it, and I was probably one of the ones as well that was going, what the hell, where have I landed, right? Because some of the people I had to meet, they'll remain nameless, but they were very, like, dinosaur in their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and credit where credit's due, you've got to pay homage to the fact that, you know, Gold Coast City Council, in, in, since I started working with them 17 years ago, has absolutely gone leaps ahead in supporting the arts. Yeah. And I think we sort of forget that. Sometimes we don't pay credit where it's due. And I'm working in a different council at the moment um, in a different region. And I can see that it's 10 years. It's it's sort of where Gold Coast was 10 years ago. Um, yeah. So it's interesting, you know, because at the time it feels frustrating and you kind of go, you know, I'm sure, you've, I'm sure you've felt some frustrations in the arts in the Gold Coast over the years. Yeah. Yeah, well... It's, it's it's there and it's sort of there there for the taking as well as there for you to make your own story as well. So you can work within the boundaries and the confines yeah, of yeah. it and all the rest or you can rebel and retaliate and then sort of not have a good creative <laughs> path at the same time. So, yeah. you know, I'd rather, I'd rather take the path that's a bit more creative and heartfelt and kind of connected than trying to always, you know, rebel against it. Yeah, well, I think upon reflection now I look back and I go, you know... Yes, it was hard and we had to, you know, for me personally, I had to forge a really strong, felt like a drain at the time, (laughs) into council, but far out. Since I I always say I got too groovy and I moved across the border because it just has gone leaps ahead. And if you look at bleach, oh, my God, like, so this is a good time to bring in bleach. So I'm out of Swell Sculpture Festival at this stage. I'm out of Purotype Festival. I'm out of... Um, Dalliance was an amazing fringe festival, again funded by the Kramanara Cell. Uh, and I've kind of left the festival land and I've watched this lady called Louise Bazina arrive and just crank up this, what, what, is, what, what is Bleach? Is it an arts festival, fringe festival, what is it? Yeah, yeah, definitely arts and culture festival um, for the Gold Coast made, you know, with, with site-specific works that are made in place that, um, you know, they're mostly outdoors and it's music outdoors and it's art outdoors and it's theatre outdoors and um, as well as then embracing our other venues such as Hotter now and 
still, you know, Crom Narasel and Sound Lounge and all that sort of thing. So there was a lot of a lot of connection through that and then through Dust Temple and, and all the rest that then brought it every year to sort of something bigger and something bolder and to a little bit more experimental. I think I really admire, um, um, I wish I had a bet Louise Bazina at a different time. I wish we had to sort of travel the path together. I was totally burnt out by then. Ten years had, had um, I'd, I'd had enough of, of that um, event landscape personally, but I watched her with her energy come into town and what I admired about her was she engaged the right people, like somebody like yourself. She, yeah. she knew to dig up the history, right? Which is super, you got to do that in, in a, in a um, if you're going to, you know, come in and, and borrow someone's land to start a festival or what have you. But yeah. at the end of the day, she knew to do that. But she also knew how to, it was very smart. And I was not as smart as this. She umbrellaed a lot of events that were already existing. So it could have been a time and a place. She, she was here at the right time. She was there at the right time. You and I were working on this. There wasn't a lot around when we were trying. You know what I mean? It felt like I was doing it solo. Did you ever feel like that? Yeah, well, solo, and then working with other people, like like-minded people who were, who were, you know, willing to to give things a go and and have you know be on the same sort of path. So um, yeah, but when when say something like Bleach came in, it was um, just gave so much more opportunity in this breadth yeah. and scope of what could be achieved, and then connections to like indigenous stories as well, and then yeah. all of this beautiful, beautiful stuff of, of the Gold Coast, and as well as First Nations people. It was just, yeah, it's it's amazing, and it's sort of it's on another trajectory now as well, which is continuing that, which is just really really exciting, and we need that, and we need those things here on the Gold Coast for the people. Yeah, and it started with Lou was, Louise Bazina, she was down the south. So, you know, it started with like the southern end supporting it um, financially. Yep. And then she got the run on the board and then she went to council and then, you know, the, the mayor and, and the powers that be chucked a whole lot of money at it to develop it even yeah. further. Um, and then you were very much behind. So you were the, um, you were the creative behind the brand. Can you tell me a little bit about what you were doing with Bleach? Definitely, yeah. Well, Louise, who's fantastic and very visionary at the time, approached me as well through um, Heidi Bartholomew, so from the Bartholomew family surf history. Yeah, classic. Um, Love it. And then we came together. It was, it was Bleach Surfing the Fringe. That's what it was called. So it was around um, the Quicksilver Pro around that time, and it would activate similar time, and then be, you know, it would roll one into the other. And then it was... Um, just really exciting because then it was opened up this whole new connection to the coast and it was southern end so connecting southern gold coast and then which in turn then uh, saw it uh, creeping up the coast here which is fantastic activating other areas as far as you know um southport and further so it was those which was awesome and then came um festival 2018 so com games 2018 and that just yeah opened up a whole other level of professionalism and being really taken seriously um on on a world stage but so, australia so definitely kind that, of knowing so, what it was so bleach last was it the combo games 2017 when was that 2000 20 2018 18. okay so that became was that the masthead cultural event around the combo games yes wow yeah. that's huge and so yeah. so did that allow it to grow even more yeah, there was just sort of bigger, um, sort of bit bigger budgets and and larger room for exploration and blocking off streets and doing heaps of other crazy stuff, which it always done. Like it was always sort of pushing that fringe, um, but it really sort of brought it up into the people and like being in Broad Beach and being in all these other areas where there's um, 
larger areas for people to congregate. So it was just a whole other level. I was actually in um, Adelaide at the time and I was watching the live broadcast. I think it was on Burley Beach. And I was like, I had this, I, I had this pride, this joy of watching the Gold Coast and Adelaide because Adelaide is a, a city that is all, it's the it's number plate is, uh, what is it? Festival State, there we go. Um, yeah. And they've had the Fringe Festival, Garden of Unearthly Delights, WOMAD, all, probably the best festivals in Australia, in my opinion, are in Adelaide, right? Yeah. So I was yeah. watching this cultural display on national television live with this pride and joy in my heart in Adelaide going, this is nuts, look at the Gold Coast. And because... Yeah. The thing is, the thing that the Gold Coast has always had, and it's a bit like Sydney like that, it's always had natural beauty, beautiful weather, open beaches and gorgeousness, right? But it didn't, in my opinion, have that soul. You knew the soul because you grew up here and you fe- you, 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 you are the soul. You were a yeah. But for someone that had moved there, it, it, it found it a bit hard to find that cultural heartbeat. And I think now that all of those elements have tied together, you've got this, you've got the perfect storm mate it's got everything visually splendid plus culture (laughs) yeah i know and it's just about to get even better like it's going to keep going forward you know with things like the hotter gallery uh opening next year you know that's that's world-class um gallery space like right here in the center of the coast in such a beautiful spot you know it's surrounded by water and it gets the best sunsets and all this sort of stuff so it's kind of like to bring that and have such a solid collection of art that's been built up over the um, 35 to 40 years um, and then to harness all that put it together and then uh, it's the outdoor stage and all these things I think that is is going to be it's a major driving force it is right now but like we're only going to see the start of it now as that next phase opens up is that is that the um because i have to say oh it's remiss of me but i seem to not go to the i used to go to the gold coast city art gallery a lot um but i tend to go straight to goma if i go anywhere now um and i must go to to hotter hotter is that how i say it hotter home home of the arts that's cool so is that that um when they went out and got an architectural competition or something and they came up with that drawing which was going to be large scale sort of tower and stuff can you talk me through it because i don't know enough about it yeah, well, there was a um, architectural design competition uh, which got thrown at a whole heap of different um, architecture groups and, and urban developers and landscape architects. And then um, that then came down to three um, finalists, which then they got to develop their, um, their idea further, um, which then in turn got, got judged and then turned into the plans that are now happening and we've been there sort of since the start of that as well like being involved in a lot of culture strategy 2023 and a lot of change that happened on the coast with that at that time and then the the design competition so it just sort of really started to change the face of where it would go and then it was fully funded and all these sort of things happening and yeah it's it's crazy so do they lean on you claudio because it's really nice for me to hear that politicians because that's who's funding it right um is that right politician it's funded by government this project yes yeah so they're they're leaning on someone like you for the history of the coast oh a little bit you know there's a lot of a lot of powers at play there and a lot of influence um i hope to you know that that we can bring our um two cents worth there and and um but they're including you in the, they're including you in the conversation 
Always, yeah. Love it. It's amazing. So important because there's places actually that don't do that. The most successful ones do it. The ones that you and I would love as cities and landmarks around the world. But there is actually places that don't bother to dig up the history, which is really interesting if you think about our conversation because we were talking about at the start of this that they haven't preserved buildings per se, a material object. Yes. They knock them down. But going forward, which is something you've mentioned 10 times on this podcast, not that I'm counting. You, oh, gosh. <laughs> well, you, no, because you move forward. That's what you do, which is I, I tend to do the same. Um, yeah. But we must go back to go forward. This is what I'm learning through this ISO um, slowdown. Um, yeah. So the podcast is all about going back to go forward. But what you mentioned earlier was knocking down the buildings, which I've always thought, and not keeping the, the, the um, history. But they are preserving the history in new buildings and contemporary buildings by including someone like you in the conversation. Yeah, well, that's it. And and you want it to be like a good looking future city. Like it's the best thing. Like, you know, it, it's, it sets the path there for, for the future. And um, we've got some of the most amazing architecturally designed buildings here now, I think. And, and there's there's more to um more to come um and especially to do something sort of outlandish and and crazy such as a cultural precinct um it has to look good has to look world class and it has to you know involve the people as well as connect to nature and um not disturb too much of what was there and then um you know make something that's that's brilliant and bright and and um of of the time so it's like your beachside country town your beachside town has grown up Yes, Gold Coast grown up a lot. And, is it still, and it's still, is it it's still, still growing, growing up? up? It's still growing up. Yeah, but it's, man, I love this because we've gone so far back. You go further back than me, but like even our 17 years, it's like, and, and that's why I say pay homage where homage is due, you know. It's yeah. It's really important to acknowledge um, as also the most important thing that you've said is the indigenous stories as well. It, let's bring up the indigenous history of this amazing country that we live in. But on the Gold Coast, there is so much indigenous history and artists. Yep. So, yeah, it's true. And it's connected to, to salt water, really. And it's connected uh, to the yeah. land that's here. That's yeah. um, the um, amazing stories. Have you been working a bit um, with those stories as well? Uh, a couple of years ago, still, yeah, um, in connection with with a lot of people. But a couple of years ago, then we worked on that Spirit of Chiricai uh, mm. story with, within Bleach um, through Louise and through the Slab family um, and uh, awesome crew from down down Fingal, etc. Um, so I helped tell the story of yeah Chiricai, who was um, first documented um, lifesaver on the Gold Coast here, if you will. Um, Maybe in Australia, back- Gold Coast and Australia, like pretty the the, the myth is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's an Australian um, story. Yeah, it should be. It's a larger Australian story, definitely. Well, it went, yeah, it went but, down. It went yeah, down to Sydney Opera House, to, didn't it? Didn't they take it down to Sydney to the Opera House? Yes, that was awesome for Vivid. Wow! Oh uh, my God, that's amazing. See, that's turning. That's turning the brand around of the Gold Coast. See how that yeah. worked there? You guys, you created that, you launched it, and then Sydney wanted it in one of the most iconic buildings in Australia. Love it. Yeah, pretty pretty mind-blowing. It was great, and it's really good to be involved with. Um, only played my small part, but it was definitely being able to, to help tell the stories through visuals, being uh, photography and 
and video for um, projection onto screen wow. um, to help um, to accompany the original music performance, which is what it, what it was, a yes. fusion of same um, um, cultures. Storytelling, yeah. Yeah. And so you're one of your... Um... One of your one of the things that I really admire about you, Claudio, is you're a collaborator. You love collaborating with people. Yes, indeed, it's important to um, yeah keep connection with new generations and also older generations because mm. um, I'm I'm somewhere in in the middle. <laughs> so it's really good to collaborate, yeah, with with um, with like-minded people and then people who can also bring different um, skill sets as well as. Uh, a different take on on um, what's happening for for the particular project. I tell you what, mate. Yeah. We need. I was just thinking then because you you probably do some work in Brisbane as well with Artwork Agency. I'm sure you've got clients in different areas. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's your work, and it's a great design agency. But there's such a need for you and your soul, your creative soul. We need to preserve it and make sure that you're looked after because you could be like the we don't want you to be the bloody miami ice building that disappears you know we've got to we're going to keep <laughs> well you've got the stories inside you and i mean look god we just touched on indigenous there this is why you know we really need to start um again uh, gathering around our indigenous and making them you know feel more a part of the story because they've got all the history and all the knowledge right that's the yeah one part and then someone like yourself for a placemaker if you like on the gold coast is incredible we've got to preserve someone like you mate so how do you think how do you think because you just get excited and you're creative and you'll keep going but how do you think um we could continue growing the gold coast um in the right direction so that doesn't ever sort of have this trajectory over into blingland again yeah <laughs> pretty much it's like yeah look look after the artists i think they, they call this place home yep which is which is important you know some some artists require funding some have got their own business models mm-hmm. those sort of things so it's it's definitely just trying to build towards that sustainability um to keep people here because i saw so many people leave oh you um, would have yeah the coast in my younger years and you know go to london or melbourne or these sort of things you know so it's um it's yeah, keeping people here, but like it's also our job as well as as artists and um, to forge new relationships to be able to be sustainable here on the Gold Coast, which it's is a, really really important. And yeah, it, it's a two way street, mate. Because I remember watching that, um, and that's something I really admire about you too. You you didn't leave, you stayed, and yep. you, you believed in it, and you you batted for it. And and I rec- I think the fruits of your labour are coming through now, and they'll come through even more. Um, yeah. Because I'm making you sound like you, you know, you're out of here, dude. You're not. You're just starting. Um, but you never gave up on it. Um, and I think something I noticed when I arrived on the coast, I was like, where are these platforms for the artists? Because I was lucky enough to have them in Melbourne. Um, I didn't so much feel it in Sydney when I lived there, but in Melbourne there was a really solid foundation for um, artists and collaboration, particularly artists that were starting out as well. Um, and I think when I arrived to the coast, I didn't know where the platform was, and that's why Swell was such a successful yeah. thing. But then, then from Swell, funnily enough, came the Sound Lounge. This is a quick little side story here, but we had our first launch party upstairs at the Crum and RSL, right? And I, it just made sense to me to put it up there, and the RSL was our sponsor. So they said, why don't you use this room? And honestly, the room was really used for bingo at that stage. 
Wow. Yeah, and I was standing there with Anne Stoven, who's the CEO of the Crum and RSL, again, an incredible woman at the helm there, who believed in the arts like you, would be like hanging out with you. And Rob Bear was with me, and Ben, Ben, ah, don't forget his name, Carl's. Um, and Ben, <laughs> I love Ben, he, he was there as well. We were all having glasses of red wine and watching a band on a stage, it was that simple? I rolled out a stage, put a band on there, we did the, the welcoming and blah, blah, blah. Next minute, they've come up with the sound lounge. So within about two weeks, I think Rob um, and Ben Treby had, had come up with the sound lounge from that night having a glass of wine. And it was interesting because it did take, and I'm gonna, Give myself some credit here it took someone like me to have the, um, uh, the insight it wasn't even like rocket science it's just that i'd grown up with it do you know what i mean and i yeah and i kind of just went why wouldn't you use that and they went i don't know we didn't think about it so as soon as you build that platform on the gold coast the artist absolutely flocked to it yeah that's true and that's a true sense of collaboration because you know you brought something there and brought in a different perspective um, and you know Rob Bear is amazing and such a, a shaper here as well on the Gold Coast culture. Absolutely, it's yeah, it's fantastic. So it's kind of yeah. So that. I think we've all been kind of working in and around. I mean, I look at you. I do look at you as the dinosaur of culture on the Gold Coast, Claudio. I actually do, mate. Sorry. Thank, um, thanks. I, think it, I, think <laughs> I guess. I think it's a compliment. Um, but we've all been doing these little bits and pieces and, and doing our bit uh, as a puzzle. And you know, having bleach there is that that celebration each year. How do you think um, now? Because you, you've got a business, the artwork agency, which is photography and video and, and design and brand, and it yep. does really well. And it works for the city, works for Gold Coast City Council, works for Bleach. Yeah. Um, how is Claudio now going to be? Because I want to see you as a voice for culture, and you are a voice for culture. How do you continue to be a driving voice for culture on the Gold Coast? Uh, just keep doing good work and stay relevant really they're kind of the, the big ones you know and they, they go hand in hand because if you keep doing good work because ideas never run out to me like ideas are just there and they always have been there and um, I don't take it for granted ever though but um, it's pretty much just keep making new ideas and having the platforms and the people to listen and collaborate with um, that's sort of a, a way to stay here I believe and you know spread wings further there's more there's more of Australia that we need to sort of see and do and conquer and work with but mm. it's been fantastic to be able to work here between say Sunshine Coast and Byron Bay um, and really with a with a strong home right here in the center of the coast um, to be able to to keep making new work and and inspiring the future generations as well I, knew, so, um, I was hoping really important. I was hoping you were going to say future generations because you would be a real inspiration for young um, young cats. And do you get to sort of hang out with a few young people coming out of uni, or do you get to you know have yeah. interns and what have you? Yeah, 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 love it. And that's that's a lifeblood of, of moving forward and sort of staying relevant in in this industry, and then listening uh, as well as offering. Um, expertise, advice, mentorship, but just listening as well sort of to new generations because, you know, they're digital natives, they've got a different way of doing things and it's great and um, I love keeping up with a lot of that as well um, and I know when to sort of switch off as well, which is important and that comes with experience is being able to actually switch off um, because this is living and breathing for yeah. me 24-7. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
It's too much. It's too much. Actually, you, that's something you would bring to them is like they can show you the, you know, the, the fast moving digital age, but you could also show them how to slow down and go for a surf. Don't forget, yep. put your phone down and go out and get some waves. That's a really nice song. Um, yeah. combination mate i'm not going to say i want you to run for mayor because i wouldn't do that to you um <laughs> because you... i'm not i'm not political enough. i know i know <laughs> i know i know i know that because i said to you like i feel like you're the male version of of me in lots of ways and that is a bloody compliment claudio okay yeah i know it is <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Right. yeah yeah we're going back to gold coast magazine days i can feel it now um so my friend i didn't think i gave you the heads up on this because i figure that you'll just know it you've all your all your all your answers to my questions have been really spontaneous and you haven't given me any pregnant pauses so you'll be able to do this one uh who and where inspires you claudio because this pro this podcast is about people to place so who a person and where a place who the people is the strain people who are amazing musicians and performers and artists and photographers. Wow. Uh, the, pl- the place is Australia. I've always been really inspired by Australian stories and us as as a country making our own style and our own kind of, you know, and that's Australian cinema and it's everything like that really. I've always said that in previous interviews as well. It's like that really does inspire me and I, I get, you know, a lot of, a lot of joy from seeing some of them are peers now, which is fantastic. You know, people that I really look up to um, doing what they do and doing it really well and doing it here um, in Australia, um, which is just great. And then taking that overseas as well. Well, you know um, what, mate? You've just hit, um, I love that answer. Um, you've actually just hit the mandate for Tourism Australia <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, look out. Somebody might be listening uh, because the Holiday at Home home campaign, Rome at Home. Yeah. I, I call it Rome at Home because Holiday at Home is quite literal, literally yes. at home. But um, I feel as though this Australian story is going to be, I feel like we might be working on it together somehow as well. And, yeah. I, and it's just, yeah, it's that pride, isn't it? It's, it's taking ownership again of of what it is to be Australian and what it is to be an, art, an artist in Australia. And yeah. there's nothing like it's, it. There's actually nothing like it. You can move to LA, you can move anywhere, mate, but honestly, it's home. Yeah, it's really important. And it's important that we support our industries and our people and all the stuff that's coming out of, um, you know, bedrooms or theatres or, you know, wherever it is, is it's, it's important because it, it's, it's our own flavour, it's our own story. Um, and it's really kind of sad to see what's happening right now within the world and especially in Australia and in our, in our own village as well here on the Gold Coast and how we're all adapting. Um, so it's, it's just, you know, don't, don't let that fade. That light can't go out because otherwise, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a good, not a good look for the future. I have faith in the artists of um, being the ones that will sustain because they're not doing it for money. So they're used to living on the breadline often because of their love for their creativity, you know? Yeah. So, so I feel like um, the artist, the creative way, the artist way, that'll really shine through this, this, um, this period and come out on top. Yeah, if you're driven and if you've kind of got enough emotional support and support network and yes. then, yeah, funding is really important. We all have to eat. Yeah. Um, but you can't help doing what you do and that's sort of the, the blessing and the curse of being a creative person. Is um, yes, you know, I didn't really choose this. It, it chose me from a very young age as well. So just bringing it back to my own personal story, there, it's kind of 
yeah, you, you can't stop. You, you know, there's there's a shock that gets us, and there's 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 the grieving, and there's the kind of the the looking forward as well. And but it's kind of, hey man, can't help but do what we do, and I can't really change that right now. And there's a lot of other people in the, in the same position. And what was, what's good about that, Claudio, is like when we first started, I saw that beautiful painting behind you, and you said, "Oh, I just did this this morning." I don't think. <laughs> I don't think, I could be wrong, but I don't think when I, if I spoke to you six months ago, you would have had the time to do that. Would I be right in saying that or did you keep that up? No, um, ever since we've been in the new studio here, it's about having uh, things activated all the time, like a space. Like if you're a designer or an artist or if you're a maker, a sewer or yep, yep. Um, you know, a craftsperson or a musician. A potter, a studio, potter. <laughs> it, it's having all of those things there ready at the time. Otherwise, it takes you a while to get to um, where you want to be with that piece of art. That's like 20 plus years of yeah, um, practice and set up and research and all that sort of thing. Yep. And then a few hours uh, and minutes of, of pure expression that then turns into that. So then, you know, I did start it last week, didn't look at it again, Start worked on it on Monday and then today's Tuesday and then I felt really at peace with sort of where that piece of artwork is. So, so have, it's you, kind of like, have, you, yeah. have you kept that up in your uh, business life, in your working life? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. You just yes. that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Really, that's really impressive because I think that's possibly what people are going to learn from it, the ones that were too busy, is, hey, yeah. hang on a second, what made my heart sing? What was yeah. it? What was it? Was it working my ass off for, for the man or was it doing some pottery for five hours whilst watching butterflies on a beach? I know the yeah. an- I know the answer for me personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, Claudio, you're a bloody legend, and um, yeah, Gold Coast is super happy that you landed there, my friend. No, super happy, <laughs> super lucky. Yeah, I'd like to stay here, I'd like to keep doing what we're doing, and um, you know, there's future generations, as I said. There's there's new blood, there's new leaders all the time um, that are helping us and guiding us through a lot of this as well. So it's um. If we, we stick to it and keep moving forward, it's not bad in any way, apart from what's happening as a as a global right now. But um, the scene, if you want to call it, is pretty exciting and prosperous and, and fresh. And um, I, I love it. And I love seeing um, new people and new works and, and older crew with new works and all this sort of thing. So it just keeps mm. moving. And you know what, mate? I used to <laughs> watch what you wish for. I've always wanted to be um, in New South Wales with the daylight saving, and now I can't get across the border, and I'm really missing my coast family and friends and my creatives because yeah. they all live yeah. over there, and I'm like, I can't get to you anymore, but um, I can call. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I, I absolutely have a, a love of the Gold Coast, and, I'm, and I wanted to explore that with you today, and you've done it really um, beautifully. So thank you, Claudio. Awesome. Thank you, Kylie. It's been great and it's um, overdue. So, yeah, thanks for having me. It's amazing. <laughs> Don't worry about time. You're creative, mate. I, I made all excuses under the sun for artists. It's always my pleasure. Uh, we'll catch you <laughs> soon, my friend. Adios. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.